The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And a very pleasant Sunday morning, everyone. I'm Mark Sinkerist, along with Acunet uh, Mortgage and Realty Advisor, owner Brian Wickert, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant, David Wickert. Now, if you have a question or comment, you can just give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number, 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, pleasant morning to you as well. Yeah, you know, kind of rainy. Let's say that this is a great day to go out and look at houses, too, <laughs> just like when it's sunny, you know, because you're not going to be outside doing anything. Hey, we're going to get the show started today talking about affordability of housing. And in particular, you know, we've, we've been talking for several weeks on the show, or all year, really, yep. that inventory is tight. Um, the home number of homes listed for sale is down. Uh, that has caused home sales to shrink. Uh, in June, home sales were, there were 11% fewer homes that actually made it to the closing table. Why? There were fewer for sale. So I was digging around on the internet and um, ran across a Fannie Mae study where they dove into, and I'm going to tell you the title of their study, <clears throat> Are Affordability Perceptions Reducing Household Mobility and Exacerbating the Housing Shortage? Not a marketing professional. No. So I'm going to say it a different way. Our perceptions about housing affordability making the housing shortage worse. Is okay? how you feel reality? Yeah, yes. it is reality. Yeah. It is reality, I think. And, and so they, by the way, never really answered the question, but, but the research was interesting, I thought, and chock full of fascinating little nuggets of information that I want to share with everybody. So check this out. And we, we did this in the tease to the show. We'll do it one more time. So... Uh, Mark, you're Ed McMahon. I'm Johnny Carson. Okay. And I'm going to say, you know, Ed, the housing inventory is tight, really tight. Should I do the whiskey laugh or just do it? How tight is it? <laughs> yeah. No, do the whiskey laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. Uh, how tight is all it? Right. In, all right. So here's what uh, Fannie Mae showed in this really pretty graph. They got the numbers from the National Association of Realtors in April of 2015. There were 2.3 million homes listed in both new and existing homes. So three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, there were 2.3 million homes for sale across the country. A year later, in April 2016, that dropped down to 2.1 million, a reduction of? 200,000. Doesn't sound bad, you know, there's a couple hundred thousand. Well, then in April 2017, we're down another 200,000 to 1.9 million. And now in April of 2018, we're down to 1.8 million homes listed for sale across the United States of America. That's 500,000 fewer than yeah. just three years ago. David, you are a master's degree holding <laughs> MBA guy. Yeah. What is the other part of the equation that we're missing? We know that the supply side has shrunk by 21%. Household formation. That's right. Household formation. New, new household formation. Right. Yeah. As the largest generation called? Millennials. Or David and his posse avocado toast that's right as they continue to form households they're doing that faster than old people are dying and so the <laughs> number of households in america is going up all right so fannie mae crunched a cool geeky measurement 
where they calculate the number of new and existing homes for sale per 1,000 households. So now you capture both sides of the equation, supply and demand. Back in 1985, when your mother and I bought our first home on 48th Street, and by the way, when you could snag a 30-year fixed-rate loan at just 12%, if you were willing to pay two points up front, uh, there were 37 homes listed for sale for every 1,000 households in America. So remember that, 37. During the dot-com bubble-bursting recession of 2002 and 2003, when rates dipped to the multi-decade low of five and a quarter, sounds high now, Mm -hmm. but was the cause of the biggest refi boom in history of America back then, there were 20 homes listed for sale for every 1,000 households. Hmm. Almost half. Yeah. At the peak of the housing frenzy during the subprime lending era when builders were building homes at twice the pace that they're building now and everybody seemed to be selling their house because they wanted to move up the food chain of housing Mm -hmm. there were once again 35 homes listed per 1,000 dropped down to 25 homes listed for every thousand of household population at the height of the housing crisis in 2012 all right so where do you think it is now told you the high is like 37 35 kind of Bouncing around between 20, 25. Where do you think it is now, David? In the teens. Mark, any any? Uh, I would say, okay, here's my guess. Just slightly above that. Just slightly above. Okay. The answer is we're down to 15 listings per thousand households in America. That's a problem. That's alarming. That is not enough good homes. That's right. For the people who want to buy them. Yep. So now another little interesting thing that they had in this report is mobility. Back when David was born in 1988, uh, one out of 10 owner-occupied households moved during that calendar year. 10% of the country moved that year. 10% of the owner-occupied moved somewhere else that year. That dipped down to 8% in the 90s. That's one out of 12. And it's been falling ever since. Question mark. Time to play again. Do you think it's down to 4%? 5% or 6% of the population that of owner occupied households oh. that move each year. I would four say or five f- or six. I would say five. That is correct. 5% is the answer. So we went from one out of 10 in 1988, which is liquidity. Yeah, that's it's right. People are putting their houses homes available to buy. And now we are at half of that. So why are people staying home? Why aren't they selling? Well, we're going to Go with at least my answers, and you can chime in with yours, David. Yeah, why yeah. aren't people, why are more people listing their homes for sale? We'll cover that when we come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. WTMJ and KTI Country are fired up to share the greatest dessert in Wisconsin. Jeff Wagner and Karen D'Alessandro are heading out to six packs of, handing out six packs of those famous cream puffs to the first 300 cars lining up at Wisconsin State Fair Park parking lot. This is all getting underway at 6 a.m. on Wednesday, August the 1st. It's Cream Puff Palooza. Stop by for your chance to win. Cream Puffs, State Fair, coming around the corner pretty quickly. WTMJ News Time is 1018. Let's go back to uh, Brian and David. Yeah, so we're talking about why aren't more people listing their homes for sale. By the way, we have a lot of real estate agents that listen to the show. If anybody wants to call in and chime in with their perspective, you're probably closer to this conundrum than we are. But, David, you had a... I was just going to say, the so if you feel 
like there aren't enough good homes for sale, the numbers back that up. That's right. Yeah, you it are, turns out it's true. Your feelings are in tune with reality. All right. So my number one um, nominee for reasons why people aren't moving is the hassle factor because they hear us talking about and their friends and neighbors talking about how the inventory is so tight. I think a lot of sellers are like, I kind of want to sell, but uh, man, it's going to be a big hassle to find that next house. What do you think of that? I, well, I mean, maybe, but I think what is the real estate mantra? All real estate is local, just like yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it, I think, is also regional because if you, there just aren't as many new homes being built in a Milwaukee as there might be in a Phoenix. Oh, okay. And so inventory, you can create your own inventory if you can build your own house. Sure. Yeah, we don't have quite as much, although there is a lot of building going on. But you're right, not as much as in a big metro area like Phoenix. Sure. There's well, more who, who has, they have land left and right. Yeah, all four sides of that area were, were kind of restricted. Correct. Okay. So then my other thing I'm thinking about is, well, maybe their current mortgage payment is too low. You know, it's nice and low. So I kind of did a little ciphering, and I looked at what the median sales price, because who's going to be selling right now? That's people who bought, like, last year. Maybe somebody who bought five years ago. So I turned back the dial in my time machine and said, what was the median home price in the five-county Milwaukee metro area yeah. in uh, June of 2013? And the answer is $193,000. And do you remember what it was when we reported it last Two, week? 241. 241. That is a 4.5% annual home price appreciation rate over five years. Okay. So not bad. Wow. So then I, I put in my computer, okay, well, what if that hypothetical home buyer, let's call him uh, Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Uh, let's say that he made a 15% down payment back in 2013, got a 30-year fixed rate loan. The average rate during the whole year, by the way, was 3.98%. And that the property taxes were 2% of the purchase price, blah, blah, blah. That means he would have needed $33,000 to buy that house. Mm -hmm. Their starting payment on that 2013 median price house was just a hair over 1200 bucks. It probably crept up to around 1250 as their home appreciated. I'm pretending that their property taxes went up over mm -hmm. that time. So mm -hmm. let's say they're sitting at 1250 bucks today. Now the good news is with that home price appreciation and the pay down of their mortgage and including a 6% real estate commission, title, transfer, tax prorations, the whole nine yards, they're going to turn that $33,000 investment when, when they now push away, if they were to sell it, they're going to walk away with 75000 American dollars. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Now, by the way, the guy, Barney Rebel, let's say Barney's going to buy their house, uh -huh. now at 241000 and rates are at 4.5% uh, right now. Mm -hmm. uh, his monthly payment is going to be 1500 So maybe about 200 250 bucks higher than when uh, Fred Flintstone bought it five years ago. That's not terrible, but... But it's a little, I mean, it's more, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So now, though, but, what, and where's Fred going to go live? Well, that, or so now let's pretend that Fred wants to move up the housing food chain. Yeah, yeah. So he just sold his house for 241 So I thought, well, maybe he wants to buy it to 300000 Yeah. So I use that as an example. And uh, Fred's payment would now go up to. If they applied every dollar from the proceeds. I did. I said, okay. I said if, they, if they rolled over all their winnings, yep, I got, I, I'm really good. Okay. At numbers. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Their new payment would be 1778 bucks. so let's call it uh, $500 more yeah. than what they're paying now. Almost 50%. So is that holding people back? 
I mean, you're getting a bigger house. Well, again, people buy homes for personal life reasons. Right. So if you just had a third kid and you need an extra bedroom, mm -hmm. tough. Right. You are moving. You are doing it no yeah. matter how low your interest rate is. Exactly. All right. All right. So there you have it. My two reasons, either math or you know, the hassle factor. If anybody wants to call in and offer their uh, take on why people aren't listening, we are happy to entertain your calls. And when we come back, we are going to talk about a retired couple that we talked to this week and how we're going to help them buy a vacation lake home. We'll cover that when we come back. And perhaps we should kick in that uh, number if folks would like to get involved in our conversation right now. Of course, we're talking about the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1620. Back in just a moment, you're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. The Brewers and Dodgers continue their series from Miller Park. Hall of Fame broadcaster Bob Euchre is in the booth again on the job. And our coverage gets underway at 12.35 p.m. right here on WTMJ. Back to Brian and David. So I got a call this week from a financial advisor, and we deal with quite a few financial advisors. You know, they're the asset side of a person's personal balance sheet, and mm -hmm. we're the liability side. And so this financial advisor has a retired couple uh, that owns a property, and they want to buy a lake property. They've owned a lake property before. And, uh, and so they came to uh, John, who is the financial advisor, and said, well, how much can we afford? And John's a cool guy, and he, like, encourages people to spend money. He, he has a lot of clients that are too frugal, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. So these folks happen to be... They're all Norwegian? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, so these folks um, have a lot of money saved up. They did a nice job of saving over their lifetime. And uh, Social Security for both of them. Uh, one of them gets a pension. But now when we come to adding this other uh, property they aren't making enough income in the eyes of a mortgage lender because what they're doing is is uh, the financial advisors you know like sending them a thousand dollars a month to mm -hmm. supplement their their current sure. uh, retirement income uh, but he's taking it out of their non-retirement account and why do you do that David to not pay taxes that's right because if you take it out of your retirement account if it's an IRA or a 403b or a 401k anything but a Roth IRA, um, you have to pay income tax on that because you didn't pay income tax on that money when you put it in there. Correct. That's the general idea. Yep. And so the smarter thing to do is to take it out of your non-retirement account because then the worst that might happen is you'd have to pay capital gains tax, Correct. Okay, which is a lower rate, blah, blah, blah. So we did the math. I gathered their application information. And this is the most fun buyer, a type of buyer, in my opinion, to deal with because they can give themselves a raise. There you go. They have they their can, own boss. They can walk into the boss's office themselves, or John, the financial advisor, and say, you know what? I want to start taking out. And so then I, I did some calculations for them, and I sent them this cool little spreadsheet. I said, you know, if you take $3,000 a month out of your IRA, which, by the way, they're going to have to anyway because they're going to get to that magic required minimum distribution age of 70 and a half 70 and a half next year so they're like going to have to start taking money out anyway so yep. this is like no skin off their back well if they take out three thousand dollars now all of a sudden us mortgage folks can use that as income income that's right all we have to do is show it coming out of their ira one time before closing and now boom that's extra income we can use 
And then I wanted to illustrate for them the difference between financing the new lake property with a 15-year versus a 30-year, okay? Because the payment is higher on a 15-year, mm -hmm. so they'd have to take out more money yeah. out of the IRA. So at $3,000 a month, they could afford to buy a $325,000 lake home with 20% down on a 30-year mortgage at 4.5%. Or if they went with a 15-year and only wanted to take out three grand, that drops their purchasing power down to $245,000, a mighty reduction of $80,000. Mm -hmm. Then at four grand, they could buy a $410,000 home. And by the way, why would they want to, why wouldn't they just pay cash? Because then that money's not working for them. That's right. To keep pace with inflation. So we, we covered the idea that, hey, as long as... This is how banks have made money since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of time. That's right. So as long as they're confident that uh, their financial advisor can, over time, beat the interest rate that they're paying on the mortgage, it's like, borrow away. And so we've got a really nice menu of home prices uh, that they can chew on. And when we come back after uh, the news break... We're going to talk about our cool, simple, easy-to-use mortgage payment calculator because that comes into the story as well. We'll cover that when we come back. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Time Magazine featuring Merge Faces of President Donald Trump and President Putin on its cover. Tracy Johnson, who is in for Steve Scavidi, asked the question, what kind of agenda is Time Magazine trying to push? She shares her opinion at 1035 tomorrow right here on WTMJ. Brian and David, as usual, we're learning so much on the show today. Back to you now. So hey, right before uh, coming back here, we heard that ad for somebody trying to hire people. David, what did you say the unemployment rate was in Two, the Green Sea? 2.8% in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. For the second month in a row. You want a job? Get one. Yeah. That's that's tight. Yeah. That's almost as, the labor markets, David, almost as tight as the housing market. It's true. Maybe so. All right. So um, our, our uh, team member, Dan Otto built for us a really cool, easy-to-use monthly payment calculator. And you'll find it on our homepage, cleverly, under the tab called Calculators. Huzzah. And then it says Monthly Payment Calculator under that. And what I like about it is you plug in your home price, you plug in your down payment, either as a dollar amount or a percentage. Pick whether you want a 30-year fix, 20-year, or 15-year fix. Throw in an interest rate. And then you can also put in the property taxes, the homeowner's insurance, and if you're buying a condo, the homeowner's association dues. And why is all that so important, David? Because when you go to get your rock-solid pre-approval, we are approving you for a maximum payment. That's really the answer, the good answer. Good yeah, job. Thank you. Yeah, so when you get pre-approved with any lender, what the lender is doing well, is... Uh, well, not well, any, not any, not lender, any well, lender. Well, okay. But the... the, the, the when like, we document what you make and the, down, and the source of your down payment, which other lenders don't really do. don't do. Don't do a good job. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of skip that part, most of them. Um, so uh, we're really kind of measuring two resources that the home buyer has, income, Mm -hmm. Right. That's why. Let's be sure. Let's let's really understand what that income is, because sometimes there are little hidden things that come up. Um, so let's get an accurate gauge of that resource, how much income you have and then how much down payment you have. Mm -hmm. uh, so then we're really calculating a, a maximum monthly mortgage payment, which is made up of principal and interest, uh, property taxes, mm -hmm. 
if you put less than 20% down, maybe private mortgage insurance or government mortgage insurance, and then finally homeowners insurance. So what I showed this retired couple um, in, in this little table that I cooked up and sent to them was, you know, really, this is what your maximum monthly payment is. And you know what? If you buy a property that has really high property taxes, mm-hmm. well, you're going to have less, less left over for the principal and interest. Right. And if you run out of down payment money, which isn't going to be the problem in their case, but if you're talking about a first-time home buyer, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have as much money, well, then that's going to impact things like the size of the mortgage that you take out. Another thing that impacts a person's monthly payment is their credit score, mm-hmm. because if you have less than perfect credit or not so hot credit, that's going to drive up not only the interest rate, but also the cost of private mortgage insurance if you need that product. So it's really a multifaceted formula. You know, usually what people want to know is give me a dollar amount of the house that I can afford. Correct. Right. That's what they kind of want to know. And we can express that, but really the underlying engine is what's the maximum house payment I can afford. So here's what I told, go ahead. I was just, this, this even harkens back to your story from a couple of weeks or months back where because we did the rock solid for these people, we were able to further maximize their income, which means they could get a bigger payment, which means they could buy a bigger house. Yeah. So if your mortgage loan officer misses something, you might end up buying $30,000 less house because yeah. they couldn't maximize your income. Oh, yeah, 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 right. I remember what, I remember that one. Now I was kind of going, I'm scratching my head thinking, who is that? Now I remember the, now I remember the case. Yeah. All right, so then, so here's the cool part. Once your Acunet loan consultant uh, issues your rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval where we not only verify your credit but also your income and assets, and then we guarantee both you and the seller in writing that if we made a mistake, like if we goofed up and came up with the wrong numbers, we're not just going to say we're sorry. Mm. We're going to write a check for $1,000 to the seller who relied on our pre-approval letter as part of the acceptance of the mm-hmm. offer. And we're going to write a $1,000 check to the buyer because, mm-hmm. you know, they might have paid for an appraisal already or something now. Uh, so so we are standing behind our product. But once we give you that payment amount, David, we got to make sure all the loan consultants are promoting this calculator. Now you can go to your heart's delight and run scenarios and know, oh, for this house with this much down and this property taxes, oh, I am under my maximum monthly payment for which I am pre-approved. While you're standing in the house on the Sunday open house. That's right. That's right. I'm looking at this right now. This is a great graphic. This is a terrific graphic. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I sent you the link to it. Isn't that kind of a little circle? Easy to use, and if you click on that little gray button that says Advanced, then it opens up where you can put in your um, property taxes and homeowners insurance and the like. So we are empowering home buyers yeah. with tools and information. What are we going to talk about when we come back? Rate Roundup. Oh, we're going to do a little Rate Roundup. Rates are still good. We'll give you the details and details on our zero loan cost option when we come back. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. A mixed-use development will soon be shedding light and hope to the Sherman Park neighborhood. WTMJ's Melissa Barclay checks in with the co-owner of an exciting new venture called the Sherman Phoenix. Here today, 11 o'clock on WTMJ Conversations. Brian, I think you deserve the Tonight Show introduction for this special segment. Should I give it an Egg McMahon try? 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, standby band. Johnny, yes, okay, there we go. It's the Raid Roundup time, and here's we Brian. Oh, I like it. Ba -da 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 -da. We just David. lost everybody under the age of 30, by the way. All right, that's right. He yeah, all hung up. All right, David, <laughs> what do you got here? Uh, I'm going to throw it over to David. Yeah, so uh, at the close of business on Friday, 25% equity and all the other right stuff on a $200,000 loan. Uh, Acunet could deliver 4.5%. That's with an APR of 4.55. That is with costs of uh, $1,700. Okay. If you wanted to get that four and a half. If you, though, were dying to get that zero loan cost option from Acunet Mortgage, that'd be 4.75%, and the APR is the same. 4.75. All right, what's the payment difference on the, that, David? Uh, oh, come on. The payment difference is a whopping, is a substantial $30. Okay, $30, $30 difference, and so what, what we offer are potential home borrowers, whether mm -hmm. they're buying or refinancing, is... Hey, why don't you look at my screen and we can, you know, talk about these numbers and you can really see what's going on. And so how many months of $30 lower payments would it take to make up for that extra $1,700 yep. you might pay up front at 4.5%? Just under five years. Okay. So I enjoy when, when talking to borrowers on the phone, it's, I ask them, how old is your kid? And they say oh, four. Uh, yeah, great. Your daughter is going to be nine before and not a day before when you can pick up the phone and say david i made back my I'm, money i've made back my money i am now saving 30 dollars a month yeah and it's but some people want the uh, yeah. lower payment cuz they're you know over the long period of time they will save more money uh by going with the uh lower rate that's a fact but it's all about choices and preferences in the here and now yeah. so we give people options other lenders are out there making it sound like it's free and it's not a zero loan cost option uh comes with a little higher rate so we're all about giving people options what if you wanted the uh 15 year fix what if you're refinancing and you want to pay that thing off before you retire we could deliver 4.125 percent with an apr of uh 4.157 that's with only 950 dollars in cost what if you wanted the trophy rate of 3.99 here, I'm quizzing them right along. 3.99 sounds so much better than 4.125. You're timing me. This is good. Yeah. Uh, 3.99 would be an APR of 4.08. That'd be with $2,000 in cost. Oh, David, haven't I taught you anything about uh, that? $1,999 in cost. Thank you. $1,999. Can I just also point out, because we experience this every day on the front lines, if everyone was timing me as to how fast I pulled that number together, it's because I can do that. Yeah. And we always chuckle in the office when borrowers call up and say, oh, hey, I got, yeah, they got me this. It's like, oh, did they get it to you in writing? No. Are you still waiting to get the quote? Yeah. And what Acunet loan officers can do while you're looking at their screen is put, put to scenarios together live. Instantly. Yes. yes. And then we'll email them to you right away. Right. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's we're not just, we're not hiding anything. It's kind here. of amazing. Here's what you get. And, and I'll tell you, our, well, because we built it ourselves is really good it really itemizes everything it's completely transparent you really are able to see what's going on and especially if you've got your coach walking you through it at it's the same true. time all right when we come back i am going to provide a refresher on our top five tips for winning in this really tight home market and we'll cover those five tips for writing a winning offer when we come back and this is the accident mortgage and realty show on wtmj Find a place to call home. 
without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We are back, and Brian, you've got some helpful tips for us at this point. Go ahead, sir. Here are my five as a refresher. We've done this before, but good time to remind home buyers what does it take to write a winning offer? Well, thing number one, of course, the price matters. Listen to your agent. I got a text yesterday from an Illinois pre-approved buyer who is writing an offer on another house, and I'm thinking to myself, well, they're not going to get it because they keep writing under the asking price. And a lot of people, David, you had a happy home buyer this week that wrote for how much over? $8,000 over asking. Yeah, they got serious and did it, and the appraisal came out okay, yep. and, which is amazing. All right, so price is important. Listen to your agent as to where they think the winning bid is going to come in. Number two. No home sale contingency. We've said that time and time again. If you're an existing home buyer and you are writing, hey, I'll buy your house as soon as I sell mine, kind of the kiss of death. Nobody wants that unless maybe you have an offer already on your home and you can show that to the Mm -hmm. seller. Uh, And we can help with a bridge loan. That's a, a specialty home equity line of credit, basically, where we can help you extract the equity from your old home before you sell it. Not all of it, but most of it. The third thing is... Be smart about your financing contingency that you put in there. Bigger down payment is better. If you really want to put 3% down, but you could cobble together 5%, let's present the seller with that 5% pre-approval letter on a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval letter. Same thing if you really want to put 10% down, but you can scrape together 20. Let's verify that, and then again, make you the best version of you in the eyes of that seller. Um, The other thing is, People really are recognizing now, both real estate agents and even sellers, mm-hmm. um, that the AccuNet rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval is a cut above the rest. And so we think that that, and real estate agents, I'm not making this up, real estate agents are telling us that this is helping make a difference in their negotiations when they can point out, man, this is guaranteed, you know, 1000 mm-hmm. bucks if they're wrong. Right. And, and does that other buyer's lender offer that? Nope. Yep. They do not. Uh, the fourth thing. Think about that appraisal contingency. Do you really need it? Are you willing to pay more? How much more would you be willing to pay for this really nice house Mm -hmm. than the appraiser can prove it's worth using their methodology? So maybe instead of clicking the box for the standard appraisal contingency that says, hey, if this this property comes in one penny less, um, I have the right to cancel. Maybe you have your real estate agent modify that and say, you know what? The appraisal can come in up to... $5,000, $10,000 lower, whatever you decide you can stomach. Now, most home buyers won't do that on the first try. Maybe after their sixth try, they're going to consider that. Right. And then my fifth thing is on the home inspection. Uh, We've talked about this on multiple occasions. What the seller wants, the seller wants the right to cure defects. And so a lot of buyer's agents say, yeah, if you want to win this offer, you got to give the seller the right to cure defects. And they check that box, and the buyer says, okay. And then the home inspector finds defects. And then the buyer, because they don't really read the contract, doesn't understand that they don't get a seat at the table as to how the defect or by they, whom. They can say, fix this. Yeah. But they can't say how. They can't say how. Now, they can propose an amendment right. that proposes right. how and right. by whom and by when, but they don't really have any negotiating contractual power so the way to address that is to ask you know so again if you're a buyer and your list buyer's agent is telling you we got to give the seller the right to cure then the next words out of your mouth should be can we add a little extra language that gives us a right to participate in the how and the who and the when Mm -hmm. because if you don't do that all the seller has to do is what 
cure the defect in a good and workmanlike manner. There you go. A good and workmanlike manner at least three days before closing. Yeah. That's not the best. Okay. And now my bonus. Yeah. People know this. What's the bonus thing you can do? Uh, write a write a letter. Write a letter, or now the cool new thing is make a video. Remember the story we had on about a month or six weeks ago, or maybe it was when Jerry and I were doing it. Yeah. Um, the people did a video and they used the song "Our House." Okay. You know, which I think is our opening theme. There music, you go. Or, or maybe it was the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young version or something, and they put together this video pitching the uh, sellers on how they really, really, really wanted to buy their house. And even though their offer was $10,000 less, the sellers picked that one. Come on. Because it was like their song that they played to themselves when they moved into their house. So you got to go for the, okay. you know, heartstrings. Maybe put in a picture of... No downside, know, If you have upside. a baby, you know, I would say <laughs> that's Use it. it. And if you don't have a baby and you can borrow somebody's puppy... There you go. You know, that would be the next best thing to put in that picture. So those are my five hints... Plus the bonus. There you go. Five and a half things. Five and a half things on how to put together a successful offer. I don't think, do we have any big economic things coming up this mm -hmm. week? No. And yet, folks, I mean, interest rates remain amazingly favorable. You know, here we are sitting at four and a half percent on a 30-year fixed and still able, if you're willing to pay a little bit higher in closing costs, that trophy rate of 3.99% on a 15-year fixed. What was that APR? 4.07. Yep. And the APR on the 30-year fix was 4.55. Yep. Uh, there is still... Because this, this is Goldilocks land right now. The, it's 86% odds that the Fed will raise rates in September. Ooh. Now, they are meeting, I think, this coming week, but there are like 0% chance that they're going to raise at this meeting because they just did at the last one. Correct. So don't have to worry about this week's Fed meeting. It's the one coming up in September. And, you know, rates were higher folks a month or two ago mm -hmm. they were not quite they were about a quarter to i think we were quoting people 4.75 with no points mm -hmm. so we have had a dip which leaves the window open for folks who haven't gotten around to refinancing or or you know deciding that they want to stay in their home and remodel and remodel it well because folks remember if you use a home equity line of credit if it has a teaser rate you know i've seen some out there 1.99 percent well that's usually only for six months or a year at the most that is going to revert to the prime rate eventually. And that prime rate is going to five and a quarter in September yep. and likely going up how many more times in 2019? Two or three more times. Yeah. We're going to be tickling real It's close. not going down. Let's put it that way. That's right. Despite President Trump saying he wishes that it didn't go up anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, now is a window of opportunity to do that. All you got to do to get started with a no Social Security number required refi checkup or a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy is click on that blue button at accunet.com. We'll see you back here same time next week. Thanks, Mark. Another great show, guys. Pleasure working with you and great, as usual, helpful information. WTMJ Conversations coming up at 1107 featuring an exciting new venture in the Sherman Park neighborhood and at 1235 Brewers and Dodgers live from Miller Park, all coming up today on WTMJ. WTMJ News Time, 1058. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Accident Mortgage and Accident Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.